Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. All right, so today I'm here with Dr. Mark Jones, who's the superintendent of Pennsylvania County Schools. Dr. Jones, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So to start off, you just want to tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of how, how you got involved with Pennsylvania County Schools. You know, I've been in Pennsylvania County my entire uh, career. I was away uh, five years as assistant principal in another county, and I've, I've been away eight years as a superintendent in another county. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, my 33 years now, I've been in Pennsylvania County. Okay. I mean, don't don't go into too much detail since that's not really what I have you here to talk about today. But talk to me a little bit about the, I guess, sort of the, the struggles of the last year and a half of, of leading the school division through the through the pandemic. We pride ourselves in education on having a pretty good playbook. We have a, a nice policy manual. We have a really nice curriculum that's aligned with state standards. These past almost two years now, going to going into two years now, we, we've really had to uh, develop a playbook kind of on, on the go or on the fly uh, because things are changing so much and that impact daily mm -hmm. lives of our students and our staff and the way that we instruct kids as well. So it's, it's a lot that we've had to take place over this past year. I credit our staff. We have mm -hmm. a really talented group of, of, of employees who have stepped up to the plate and done an outstanding job over the past year and a half. And while our scores last year, we again, we took our SOL test last year. Mm -hmm. While our scores are lower than they've been in the past, I was very pleased with how well our many of our students did mm -hmm. right and i mean that makes sense that with with the situation that was in play there was bound to be some drop off it was not unique to pennsylvania county schools to see drop offs in sol scores no it's not but i will say that our, our overall scores are higher than the state average mm -hmm. absolutely and what i want to talk to you about today is the i know we have a, a referendum on the november ballot for a one percent sales tax increase the, the proceeds from that would go specifically towards you know capital costs for the school division so tell me a little bit more about that, how and why that, that's on the ballot this November. That, that was first initiated in Halifax County in 2019. The General Assembly passed a bill and was signed into law by the, the governor to allow Halifax County to, to have a 1% sales tax specifically for school capital projects. Mm -hmm. In 2020, Delegate Danny Marshall and Senator Frank Ruff championed two bills, one the Senate, one the House, that included Pennsylvania County and several mm -hmm. other counties to have the same opportunity. It passed. The governor signed it into law. Danville mm -hmm. City and Pennsylvania County, we decided because of COVID last year, mm -hmm. we decided that we would wait until this year. The process is that the Board of Supervisors would have to request through the circuit court that this would be placed on the ballot. Right. And mm -hmm. that took place in this past April mm -hmm. 2021. So it's there uh, on the ballot, and it's a, it's a good opportunity for schools. The money is, again, it's directly targeted to school capital projects. Right. Historically, those projects have been funded through real estate taxes. This is an opportunity to kind of raise these funds a little differently. That, again, is targeted specifically for uh, school capital projects. Mm -hmm. And so I know the, that 1%, you know, doesn't, doesn't sound like much. Current sales tax in Pennsylvania County at this, on the state level is four percent, which we don't really see too much of that. And then we also have a one percent sales tax. So that, but that one percent will generate roughly three point three point three million dollars mm -hmm. is what we've heard. So, right. Yes. So I mean, that's a very significant amount of money. And so, talk to me a little bit about what projects the school division has that these funds would be used for, and, and and why citizens, whether or not they have students in the school system, should should be on board with this. 
Well, I will we'll say our our county has been very forward thinking about our schools, and so in in two thousand three two thousand four we opened four middle schools, mm-hmm. um, and and we had five really older middle schools that we had to renovate at that time, and then in two thousand ten. Uh, we we had renovated our high schools, but we still have what, ten elementary schools and our career and technical center that where we need some renovation. And eight of those elementary schools were built in the '60s or before. Wow! So Brosville Elementary School, while it was partially renovated in 2003, it was built in 1938. <laughs> we need to finish that. We renovated two elementary schools in 2004, and that that was Chatham L Elementary and Brosville Elementary. Both of those schools we renovated, but we there were things left to do. Right. So we have about $300,000 that we need to use to uh, renovate uh, two mm-hmm. classrooms. And then at Chatham L, the same thing. We had some projects that we didn't finish. We need some additional restrooms at Chatham Elementary School mm-hmm. and, and some other things. We want to put a safety vestibule in each of our schools, and that, that allows a double entry. Right. So people come in and visit. You come into uh, uh, you come in through a set of doors, and then there's another set of doors. So you announce yourself there, mm-hmm. and then you we call it buzzed in. You're allowed to come in through right. an electric unlocking door there. So we want to put those in those elementary schools as where as far as safety. But so Chatham L is about two hundred fifty four thousand dollars. But then the remaining elementary schools, um, Kentuck, Mount Airy, Southside, Stony Mill, Union Hall, were all built in the '60s. Mm-hmm. And those schools are 50-some years old now, and they, they need some major renovations right. there. Many of them have mobile units, mm-hmm. um, and those mobile units are old as well, and so we need to replace them. Mm-hmm. And so what's sort of the, I guess, the, the total dollar amount for all of, all of the different projects that would be, would be financed through the, the proceeds of this sales tax increase? Mm-hmm. It's about $66 million worth of cost mm-hmm. expenses that, that for renovations and some upgrades there. We're gonna. We're we found about nineteen million dollars of a, other uh, other ways to fund it. We're gonna fund one point one million dollars uh, through a a performance contract with Train. Hmm. We're going mm-hmm. to enter into a solar panel project or solar power project, mm-hmm. and that will generate about five point six million dollars. And then we're gonna use sixty percent of our CARES Act money to take care of HVAC and window replacements. Mm-hmm. So that's about $12 million. So that's right. So we found about $19 million. So mm-hmm. this, this sales tax would pay for about $47 million worth of projects. Right. And, and what you're talking about, you know, with, with a lot of these schools being built, I mean, a lot of the elementary schools, the, the newer ones are 50 years old. Is that sort of a, a unique problem to Pennsylvania County to having such old, old schools? Or is that something we're seeing sort of across the Commonwealth and across the country as well? Uh, this is an issue across the Commonwealth and across mm-hmm. the nation as well. The schools are getting older, mm-hmm. um, and at some point they're going to need to be renovated. And this is a unique way in Virginia. School boards don't have taxing authority. Right. Other states can levy taxes. The kind of the traditional approach that we've had to follow is that we would go to our board of supervisors mm-hmm. and say, you know, we've got some building, we need to build a school, or we need to renovate some schools, right. and then work through them um, to to issue a bond, get approval from them, and then at that point could finance the schools that way. But we always mm-hmm. work through Board of Supervisors. This is a way that the money uh, comes in to the state treasury. Mm-hmm. The school division would draw off of that to pay for, again, it's specifically for renovation projects for the school. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. And you mentioned earlier, you know, the the, the real estate tax as generally is sort of the, the avenue that Pennsylvania County has used to pay for things 
like this? Why this time are, are you all pursuing something different? To generate this amount of money on real estate tax, an average home of $150,000 would require an increase of about $120 a year uh, mm-hmm. for that taxpayer. Uh, so I think it's about eight cents on the real estate. Mm-hmm. This is a way that, um, you know, uh, it's a different approach. Right. It's an approach that also would allow visitors to our county to contribute. Anyone mm-hmm. who drives through the county and purchases something that pays a sales tax, you know, they're contributing to our right. to our schools. So it, it's a way to generate funds from outside of Pennsylvania County. And I mean, our board has been very vocal about this in the last several months of the idea that they're they're trying not to put everything on the real estate tax like they used to. I think about 40% of their, their revenues come from the real estate tax and they're, with the upcoming reassessment, are, are looking at ways to, to step away from that and to reduce the burden on property owners by, as you said, you know, generating revenue from those that are visiting, whether that be through the meals tax increase that we just did. Now the transient occupancy tax is going into effect on January 1st. And now the sales tax increase, if this also passes through the voters, I guess these are additional revenue streams so that all of the burden is not being put on those who own homes and own property. This is also important too, that our students have access to the, the, the most recent instructional approaches. So we really want to set our students up so that they can compete right. with their peers. Mm-hmm. You know, also we we want to be sure that we, when people, when businesses come to look at our county, you know, they look and they find they find that we have a good workforce, that we have a competent workforce, a skilled right. workforce. Uh, right now, we feel very good about that. But also, you know, a company that that comes here. If I'm a plant manager and I'm moving here, mm-hmm. you want know, to be sure that my children are in a school. Right. That, that we can be proud of and that provides an excellent education. Mm-hmm. And thus far, we, we are doing that. Mm-hmm. Our, our board is very, very passionate about funding education. 28% of their general fund this year is, is going right back into the school division. And I know that enrollment at, at the county schools has been dropping some in, in the last few years. So talk to me a little bit about you know why that might be the case and why that doesn't negate the need for these funds to have um, essentially adequate and good facilities for the students that, that are in there. Yeah, th- these past couple of years with COVID, um, we've had, um, I think some parents have pulled their children out uh, to work at home. Mm-hmm. We also, if you look at the census data, the census right. data, is just, we're trending down there. Uh, but our county is so large that to transport children to centrally located schools mm-hmm. takes so much time. We need our schools strategically located across the county right. as they are. Again, the buildings are older, and you know if they're going to continue to, to operate as schools, you know they're going to need to be renovated. And if we're going to again go, if we're going to keep up with technology, our buildings have got to be wired. Mm-hmm. They got to be internet accessible. Right. So there's there's going to be a need there uh, for right. the funding, and so I, I don't see that diminishing. Mm-hmm. I, I'll go back. I, I think we've always been very uh, frugal. Uh, if you go back and look at the uh, the buildings in um, 2003, the new middle schools and, mm-hmm. and the price that we we paid for those buildings, I, I think it was economically it happened at a very good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, if you look at the quality of the buildings. Uh, at the middle schools, they, they look like new buildings today. Mm-hmm. We have a good maintenance staff who works well to keep the buildings up, but also when we enter into a renovation or building project, uh, we have the wherewithal on staff uh, to really um, communicate with engineers and with architects to have a product that is, is economical mm-hmm. but also quality. 
Right. Um, so I, I, we feel good. I think whatever we do will be uh, will be well done. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Obviously, for the the one percent sales tax increase, you know that's that's in the voters' hands now. That's that's in November. The voters will decide if that's something that we're going to have. If hypothetically that didn't go through, I mean, is there a backup plan? How how would these projects would these projects be able to happen? Yeah, I've said this several times. You know, at some point we're going to have to cross these different bridges mm-hmm. and get these things taken care of. You know, right now uh, we find whatever end of year funds that we have available to take care of smaller pieces of this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you think about that as being a band aid. Right. So it's you know some at some point they're going to come due when we're going to have to do these larger projects, mm-hmm. and and that would be going back to the board of supervisors and requesting funding from the board of supervisors. Mm-hmm. And so they'd have to look at where they can find the money, you know. But that being the board of supervisors decision-making process as to how we could raise funds for that. Right. No, and I think, I mean, the board has been very vocal in, in support of this. And, I mean, yeah, obviously it's it's up to the voters, but uh, the board has been very supportive of this. And as, as we talked about, you know, the meals tax increase and the transient occupancy tax as a way to make taxation more equal and fair and across the board and not just put all of the burden on those who own a home or own property or own vehicles, but on also those who eat in our county and those who pass through and, and are visiting and those who buy gas in our county and all of those sorts of things so that we're collecting revenue from different places for, as you said, these things that need to happen one way or the other. I mean, again, our, our board is also, I, I would say, very frugal in the sense that they're they're not going out and spending money on a bunch of junk that doesn't need to be bought. The the costs that are, are being incurred are, are necessary and good things that are happening. So, well, I mean, that's that's all the specific questions that I had. Is, is there anything else that you would want to add or think it's important that people know? Yeah, I'd like to add a couple things if I can. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I, I didn't mention that two of our newest elementary schools were built in 96, and that's mm-hmm. Twin Springs and Gretna Allen. I didn't mention okay. those, but mm-hmm. they are slated for some upgrades as well. Mm-hmm. Because they're built in 96, at that time, parents didn't bring children to school like they do today. Mm-hmm. So we have some concerns about traffic, mm-hmm. parents coming in, dropping off children, picking them up in the afternoon, right. bus traffic coming in. So we're looking at a way to change the traffic pattern for those buildings mm-hmm. uh, there. So that that's in our plans as well. And then our Career and Technical Center was built in 1978. 20 outstanding programs there. We'd like to expand that. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple other or three other projects that I'd like to mention. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, like we said, this is on this is on the ballot, something to, to consider for, for registered voters in Pennsylvania County. So Dr. Jones, appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, Give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.